Hello and welcome to the Transfix Take On. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today we're taking on Black History Month with Tiana Carpenter, owner at Carpenter Logistics, and Transfix's Bella McRae, Carrier Operations Associate, Ricardo Martin, Inbound Ticketing Lead, and AJ Hodge, Senior Workplace Manager. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello, everybody. So let's jump right into it. Um, The theme for 2023's Black History Month is resistance. I would love for us to just go around the room and why don't we get started with what does resistance mean to you? Bella, why don't we get started with you first? Okay. Um, Resistance to me means breaking the chains, like breaking through the things that we thought that we couldn't and continuing to strive for better and positive outcomes. Everything doesn't have to be a battle. Sometimes like we can fight with peace. Resistance means to me is breaking through the blocks that we may have, um, never giving up, um, striving to get to the top and um, putting our best foot forward. Yeah, resistance for me is a little bit more complex for me. It's kind of like holding back and it's the ability to use my emotional intelligence to make a sound decision, uh, regardless of how it makes me feel. Ultimately, it's up to me to pull back and think on the larger scale of how my actions may affect others. Nice, nice. Um, for, for me, it's just overcoming challenges, building a, a strength and endurance. So I think it's, you know, through resistance and kind of going through these challenges, you kind of build the strength and endurance you need to kind of strive ahead and push forward. I love the, all of those answers. I think, you know, there's no wrong answer in this. So I'm, I'm excited that I'm speaking with you all today to talk about this. Now, as a Black woman in trucking, Tiana, I would love for you to describe what is it? What was it like being accepted in the industry? Do you feel like you, you know, immediately got accepted into the industry? Were there trials and tribulations? How was that? Well, I started off as a dispatching company, so providing those services to um, small owner operators. Now, I can't say most of my clientele is black. They're more open to me. Um, Conversations are more leveled. So we kind of understand each other a little more. Um, Also things that go on in the industry outside. Tell me what the experience is like coming up and and creating your own company. What was that journey like from start to now? Well, I started when it was great in trucking. Um, As everyone knows now, rates are a little crazy. (laughs) So um, once I started, it was during COVID time. So um, a lot of people were looking for dispatchers at that time. Um, It was easy for me to obtain clients. Um, I work with people all over the United States. And a lot of people were open to, you know, building the working relationship with me. So, yeah. What possessed you to start a business in the pandemic? (laughs) Well, um, I'm always seeing little ads on Facebook or social media and that the the way that the ad made it seem like it was it was just going to be an easy peasy um, thing to do and trucking logistics is not so um, I'm like oh well this looks like something I can do let me go ahead and invest in my money um, into a training learn a new skill and put myself out there and I did it have been successful, um, but the road has not been easy. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, you're a strong woman for starting your business in the pandemic, and I feel like the road is only up from here. So I know that it's crazy and volatile with rates, and it always is going to be that way. But, I mean, if you can make it through this, then you're going to be able to make it through 
pretty much any time. I want to shift gears a little bit into creating safe spaces and communities, specifically in the workplaces. Now, that's something that Bella, Ricardo, and AJ have really played a pivotal role in here at Transfix. And Bella and Ricardo are co-chairs for our For the Culture Employee Resource Group for our Black community, and AJ is their advisor. Um, now, can any of you talk to us about how important it is for companies, whether it's companies like ours or companies like Tiana's, to really invest in safe spaces for their employees, especially for their Black community? So for me, it's more like if I have a place where I can talk to people that I'm I'm more familiar with, um, they get me, I get them, I don't have to... Um, water things down. I can just kind of express myself and fully be me. It just makes working there so much better. Like when I found out that Transfix had ERGs, I was like, what? Like I can just go be me in the, in these places. And like, and I feel like it's really important also because, um, when you have things like, um, you know, issues with people, like maybe seeing their people in leadership and things like that. Those are places that they can come to talk to us about it because they don't necessarily feel like going to leadership or to their manager or someone like that to talk about it. Sometimes we're not always comfortable with just talking to the next person that's above us. We need to get to someone that's on our level. Whether we realize it or not, you know, work can become scripted. You know, um, even though we don't have a script to follow, it's scripted. You know, there's a certain expectation that we think we're supposed to follow. So with us um, having a safe space that gives us the opportunity to break away and also share our personalities a little bit within the workspace of who we are and where we come from. And I think those safe spaces um, bridge that cultural gap as well. Um, and inside of those safe spaces for the ERGs that we do have in place, um, having someone that looks like you, that identifies as you, or have the same um, social class, I want to say, I don't know if that's the correct word, but has the same social class or standards as you, makes a huge difference when you're able to express yourself and talk about different things, especially when it comes down to racism, politics, and any financial matters. It just, it just opens it up a little bit. It makes you feel more comfortable and gives you a place where you can call home at the same time. Yeah. I, and I just kind of piggybacking off of that, I think it's really important to have like to bring your true self to any company. And I think part of bringing yourself in the easy kind of like opening to kind of do that is through some of these safe spaces. Right. So whether it's for for the culture or, you know, another uh, community uh, ERG, I think it's just it's a good way to just bring your true self in. It's a nice introduction where you can really be kind of who you are, feel comfortable, and then kind of start spreading that throughout the entire company. So I'm hearing a running theme here, right? It's bringing yourself to work, being your authentic self. But Tiana, you said something very interesting where you said you can be yourself and your customers will understand you. I want to hear more about that and what that means to you. I don't have to um, put on my voice. <laughs> Um, I can just be myself when I'm having conversations with my clients or even some of the brokers that I reach out to. Um, I like to tell, because I also teach dispatching also, I like to tell my students, you can just be yourself. You don't have to be all extra professional. Now, you do want to, you know, still um, represent yourself as a professional business, but like the way that I'm talking to you guys right now is how I talk to my clients. Um, if we're going through an issue with a load or something, we're probably both cussing. So, <laughs> so they definitely are open to just being yourself. Um, you don't have to be 
or act a certain type of way. Um, that's one thing that I do love about the logistics industry. So, I will also add another important thing is uh, a lot of teams are, or a lot of people within the company are trying to figure this out and kind of figure out the best way to coexist with um, different cultures, different uh, backgrounds. And one thing that, um, you know, just kind of being part of the people team that we hear pretty often is we don't want to be a company that would bring on a new hire and say they're a culture, a culture fit, right? Like it's not about being a culture fit. It's about embracing different cultures. And you do that through the more diversity and the more inclusions you have throughout the entire or the entire organization. So I just wanted to point that out. That is the one thing that I am honestly grateful for in logistics. Like I don't have to put on no voice. They respect me and they get like they honestly they they, I guess, relate with me better when I'm just me. Like, honestly, if you ever really, like, like if you know me in person, I'm really kind of funny, and I don't know, like, people say I am. I don't know why, where they get that from, but whatever. I'm a little funny. And, like, the laugh, like the drivers don't laugh with me. They'll be like, hey, I want to talk to you every time. Like, this was so easy, and you got me through what I needed to get through. Like, thank you. You know, so and it, builds also, it also builds relationships. So we're not talking about what this is, and it's code switching. And I don't think that people understand, people that are not in historically marginalized communities understand what code switching is. And code switching is really, it's a way in which a member of an underrepresented group, whether consciously or unconsciously, adjusts their language, uh, grammatical structure, behavior, or appearance to fit into what is the quote, dominant culture it really does segment us. And so when I heard from pretty much every single person here in this round table that, you know, you're, you don't have to put on a voice at Transfix, you don't have to put on a voice for your customers, Hayana, that has to be the most important thing when it comes to, especially this, this month's theme for Black History Month and resisting this uh, notion that you have to sound a certain way. Yep, 100%. I want to shift gears for a second. Um, there's this ever-growing debate of equality versus equitability. And I think that a lot of people don't consider equitable opportunities when it comes to equal opportunities. It's not the same thing. Does, can anyone, I feel, Ricardo, you had the most visceral reaction. Can you explain the difference for our listeners here on these two topics? Um, for me, uh, equality is making sure that everything is fair, uh, regardless of what situation it puts you in. But equity is more of investing um, your time and your thoughts to make it right per that situation. Um, not just fair, but what is right for me individually. Um, so equality may not work for me at that time, but I need something that's gonna be more invested towards me and geared towards what I need to happen at that given time. So that's kind of like how I break it up. And Tayana, I wanna bring this to you now. How important is it for carriers and dispatching companies to provide opportunities, especially leadership ones that are equitable? It's very important um, because right now, well, the carriers are the ones um, who are running the loads, putting their lives at risk to get the load from point A to point B. Um, so having them involved in those conversations as far as what's going on in the logistics industry is um, very important because without them, nothing is moving. You're totally right. What let's if you go around the table, I specifically want to know how do you how do you all think companies, even ones like Transfix, right? 
can really help foster growth in entry-level positions to build that path towards upwards leadership and mobility. It's 2023 right now, and I, and I, and a lot of times, even companies forget that we're moving forward, not backwards in life. Um, and it is a doggy dog world out here. So for me, I think uh, with entrepreneurship being at its all times high, as we can witness Tayana here on the call, um, it's important for the people in place of these companies to recognize the talent that they have within their organizations and for them to provide those tools and resources to continue to build those individuals so we can have entrepreneurship and people continue to grow in businesses that's going to be fair and that's going to be um, available to people that are coming in entry level. Um, right now, I don't even know what entry level is when it comes down to work because e either you're a worker or you're a leader, you know, and like, but there's a, there are more leaders that are just workers and not being paid attention to. So that's why I think it's very important. And it's something that I practice and, and really going to put focus on as a leader now within the organization is to make sure that I crown our future. I look at those people under me and I want to build and help them grow. So I think it's the company's responsibility to put leaders in place to understand that. So um, that's kind of where I'm at on that. I completely and totally 100% agree. No matter like where I've ever worked or where I would ever end up or, you know, whatever the case may be, actually seeing someone in a leadership role that self-reflects and looks like you is a really big deal because when you go somewhere and you look on the, you see this big board, you see all these leaders up there and no one looks like you, it makes you feel like, can well, can I ever get there? Would I ever even be a, a, a candidate? Like, would I be wasting my time considering it? Like it, it brings so many questions into your head. Like I don't even want to like want to waste my time or put myself out there because it's like it'll never happen type of thing. So like you like and then like any place I've ever applied at, I've always looked at their history. So you kind of like just go back and you see like where leadership has come from the beginning until where where you are coming in, and it's like ah, oh, it kind of hasn't really changed. Like you know, are we progressing? Like socially as well you know business of course but socially as well we have to be socially inclined because at the end of the day our social lives run the world right now i i think um i just i just think putting a strong emphasis on diversity and i don't only just mean that with the diversity of just uh the different types of people but just the skills that they bring and i think different people come with different strengths and and areas of improvement that they need help in um so i think if a company really recognizes that portion and just understanding like hey you know um here are some areas like here's some amazing things that uh this employee can bring into and how could we like you know kind of take off our daily hats put that on the side kind of really zoom in and look at some of the the benefits that they can bring to, to the table. So I think it's really important for, um, for companies to really understand that diversity and embrace it. I will also say for many companies, especially larger companies, it's so easy to be kind of, you know, you kind of, the, the wheels are turning, you're going, and folks tend to just kind of stay into their daily practices that they're constantly doing over and over and over. And if you don't have like a career path for people when they're coming in and you're not thinking about that before they even get there, people end up start, they're just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. And then you have to one day take a moment like, oh my God, so-and-so may not be satisfied or happy in his or her career because they just been kind of 
doing the same thing over and over. We never kind of planned out a career path for not only the person themselves, but for the role itself. Tiana, you are teach. You, you mentioned earlier that you teach uh, dispatching. Mm-hmm. So you're essentially teaching people how to be entrepreneurs, right? Because dispatching is its own business in and of itself. So I would love to know what what advice do you give to your students when they're starting their business that you learned in starting your own? Don't give up. <laughs> There's definitely going to be days where you feel like I don't know if I can do this. Um, if I want to do this. Um, don't give up in the beginning. The beginning is probably one of the hardest times because you're starting something new. Um, I came from the banking industry. So what AJ is talking about, I was at a job. Well, I worked for the bank for six years and for those years, well, three of those years, I was in the same position. Um, I really was doing the same thing over and over and over, really didn't get the opportunity to, um basically move up in the company um also i was in a department where i was the only there was maybe two or three of us in that department so um with that experience i kind of apply that to my to my company um always be looking for don't let the leadership tell you what you're able to do. Um, invest in yourself, invest in learning new things. If you have to, you know, move to a different department or do something different, don't be scared to do that. So I also teach that to my dispatching students. Just also invest in learning new things in the logistics industry too. I started off dispatching, so but I also do compliance um, and then also basic bookkeeping. So just don't get stuck in basically one thing. I completely agree with you. I think advocating for yourself too is so important when it comes to just building a path because sometimes unfortunately and maybe not unfortunately, you have to build it for yourself. You know, like AJ and Tiana, you just mentioned and and talked about when you get kind of stuck in these big cogs in the wheel and then everything like you get overlooked a lot, right? Not maybe not on purpose. Maybe it is. Who knows? But you really do have to be able to raise your hand and say, hey, I can do this or I want to learn how to do this. Bella and Ricardo, I feel like I feel like both of you are really good at doing that here at Transfix. And I want to hear from both of you. What is that like when you have to advocate for yourself and how do you do it? I just do it. I If I want to do something and I want to learn something, I just do it. I'll reach out to someone in that department. I'll be like, hey, I want to get with you. Can I do like an hour or an hour and a half shadow and just watch your daily workflow just to learn what you do? Even Project Mystique yesterday. Like, honestly, at first I was like, I don't want to touch anything dealing with care management and brokering. I don't want to do it. It was fun, you know, it was. and now it was. I learned what they do. I know what they do. So now, like when I have a problem or I have an issue that I possibly could help, like now, now I know how to solve those problems. Like because of the department that I'm already in, like, I just, I just do it. I have literally like shadowed almost every department. I think all I have left is workplace. That's all I got left. And I, I think that's kind of part of like that, the, the diversity, right? Is because it's really under putting your, yourself in someone else's shoes, right? So it's not like um, when you're having trouble with uh, a team member or so forth and so on, you kind of understand their world, right? So you may understand how they may react to something or you, you're, you're saying, hey, I need this to get done ASAP. 
if you don't have an insight or really know what they're going through on a daily basis, it's kind of hard to kind of like it's harder to understand why something may take so long or why it's not done the way you expected it to, to, to be done. So I think that's part of the diversity of just people's roles and understanding people's roles, their backgrounds. And one thing I noticed um, from doing the Project Mystique is like talking to drivers on the other side, right? And really understanding like their daily um issues and things that they're dealing with mm -hmm. like it was just i only did it for one day but it was just like you know one driver had a, a vehicle breakdown the low got moved right and like that must be frustrating right and trying to like we're trying to move loads as fast as we can but at the same time we're also we're being we're caring about the people who's on the other end and making mm -hmm. sure they have what they need and, and making sure you know our whatever we can do to be as, as efficient and as productive as possible to help make their lives easier, I think is a, is, is a great way. And I now understand, like, I truly understand that. I think Transfix does a good job at taking care of its carriers, I will say. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, even with Project Mystique, while we're on it, I do feel like Transfix did do a good job with this project um, because now each department knows how to support each other and knows mm -hmm. the small nuances that we each deal with that I don't even know that the carrier management teams deal with. So for me being in operations, I'm like, get my load cover ASAP. And for them, it's like they're struggling, like phone call after phone call to get their load covered. So now I understand what they have to go to. So the pressure that I'm putting on the carrier management team, I kind of back off a little bit because you learn a little bit of respect for the role once you're inside of the role. So I do thank Transfix for bringing up this project. And I and I look forward to seeing more projects because I'm like a compliance person. I, I want to know more about legal. Um, and when I want to do something for me, even with talking with AJ and, you know, communicate with him a lot and Bella, um, I know if I want to do something, it can be done. But make sure there's a business plan behind it as well that's going to be beneficial to my success as well as transfix success so i think that's the importance of right there that that transfix won't they're building business they're giving you a business mindset yeah we can do this ricardo but like what are the effects it's going to have on the business and what it's going to do for you as well um and so just making sure that you connect with the right resources and have the right tools when you're trying to do something um to make it make sense so i definitely thank transfix for you know that opportunity i'm looking forward to seeing more different projects where we all can engage and understand what the company is doing and where we're going because we're all vested in the company. So we want to make sure that we give our part as well. Yep. Just want to make sure people understand that are listening. Project Mystique is the brainchild of Jonathan Salama, who's our co-founder and CTO. The reason why he brought this project, he's also obsessed with um, Marvel and superheroes and so forth. <laughs> yeah. And so he named it after Project uh, Mystique, the character. But the intention was to get every single person in the organization, no matter if you are in marketing, if you are in compliance, if you are in workplace, people team, wherever you are, to learn how to book a load so that you understand how difficult it is to get your load booked, but also so that you understand what the struggles are that drivers deal with every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the important part here. And I find that really valuable because, like like Tiana said, our drivers are the ones that are moving all of your goods, right? You can't have all of the fancy things in your home or whatever you're ordering every single day without a truck driver. And that's just yep. point blank. You know, I do want to throw this over to you, Tiana, because you're you're a jack of all trades. You've got your your dispatching business, your compliance bu compliance business, and your uh, log booking, right? You is that what was that the third? Yeah, the basic, um, yeah, the basic bookkeeping. Bookkeeping, there we go. So 
what I feel like you've got to experience burnout at some point. Like, talk to me about when you get overwhelmed. How do you get through that? I see your face already. So walk me through this. Um, dispatching is already very, it can be very stressful. I sometimes have to step away from my computer. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. When I first started, I was the crybaby somewhere in the bathroom crying. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I have learned how to manage that. Um, I've learned like things are going to go wrong. Um, we're in the trucking logistics industry. It doesn't matter if you can ha be having the best day. Three o'clock, you get a call and something has happened. So um, I just learned to just take everything in. Um, I can't control anything. Um, so that's the best way I deal with it now. I don't take anything um, personal either now. I used to take everything personal in the beginning. After about six months, I said, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just roll with the flow right now. <laughs> How do you relax? How do I relax? I step away from my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Saturdays, well, the weekends, because I don't really dispatch on the weekends. So um, I am going to go maybe go to a restaurant or something or just not deal with everyone. So I'm doing a lot of woo side. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question I want to ask Tayana, um, because a lot of times we hear entrepreneurs and we don't know what drove them to entrepreneurship. And, you know, the most common things we hear is I inherited this business or my family started this business or um, I just wanted a better work schedule. Um, like, what are some more personal things that drove you to entrepreneurship? And you knew personally, like, I have to be successful at this. Like, what was those ideas that drove you there? Well, my first wise, I have two kids. I also have another one on the way right now. Um, hey, so those, nice. Congratulations. Um, those are my first wise. But I've, I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I've always had something going on on the side or trying to learn something new. Um, I think I got to the point at my nine to five where I was just like, you know, I'm going to just step out on faith and try it on my own. Now, I did always have a like a backup plan for just in case things didn't work out. Um, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. Like last week was one of probably the most stressful weeks I've had um, dispatching because rates were down. I'm like, I'm going to go get me a nine to five. But <laughs> this week, everything is totally different. So I guess it's just a balance of everything. Um, you're just knowing you're going to have good days, you're going to have good weeks, and then you're going to have your bad weeks. Um, there's no, I think, at, I haven't found the company yet that, like, right now, I have to pick up my kids, drop off my kids um, at school. So, I don't have to tell anyone, hey, can I get this time off, or can I leave early to go do this? Um, it just allows me more freedom um, to spend, if I want to take my kids on a vacation on a random week or something, I'm able to do that. Just pack up my laptop and just go. So that's definitely something that has kept me in um, entrepreneurship. So Nice. Okay. Thank you for that. Because a lot of times I hear where, you know, they'll be like, well, leadership drove me off or, 
you know, I don't have the company culture is not there. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one thing I praise Transfix on is our company's culture. Like literally, like you, if you had a chance to come visit us in office, you you would really enjoy yourself and know that people are there because they want to be there, not because they have to be there. And that's mm -hmm. why I appreciate my role. I will back that one up. My first time going in office, I was like, oh my God, it's about to be like making my way downtown. And no, it was the complete <laughs> opposite. I walked in there, it was lit. They was had the music going, everybody's vibing, getting their breakfast, coffee, talking. Like it was, it was just a it's always a vibe. See, so yeah, I didn't have that at my last nine to five. It was very bougie. Um, very <laughs> Come in, sit down, do your work. Hi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi. One of those. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we'd be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you can come as your authentic self. Yeah. Very true. Very I want to leave uh, this conversation with one last thing. If we can just go around and, you know, in, in light of Black History Month and this theme of resistance, <laughs> I think part of resisting is, is, understanding there's a such a large community at hand here. So if y'all could tell me what is it about the community that you would like for those who are not black identifying to understand and walk away from this conversation with, what would it be? What you invest is what you get in return. Um, and I think that's across the board with anything, you know, how much you put in is how much you're going to get out. And it's not going to be easy. Um, and you're going to have those trials and tribulations and you're going to run into those um, those brick walls where you just don't know what to do. But again, what thoughts and what investment you put into figuring it out is what you're really going to get out of it ultimately, because it's up to you to succeed. No one else to push you. So you have to understand that. Agreed. hundred um... percent. Do the unthinkable, uh, unthinkable, do the unimaginable, do the things that you said like that you never would have imagined that you would do and just drive to do it and do it and be successful at it. Because like if you I feel like this, like, you know, they always say um, mind over matter. That is a true fact. If you put your mind, literally your mind to anything, you can do it. There's nothing in your way or stopping you but you. So as long as you keep persisting, it'll happen. The person in front of you has a deep story, right? I think every single person, um, you know, especially if, you know, people of color, if you come from a certain uh, background, there's a story behind that, right? Sometimes the story is pain. Sometimes the story is love. Is you know, being uh, resistant from uh, um, trials and tri tribulations of your people. Um, but just everyone has a story, right? And whether or not um, the output from a daily, you know, encounter, right? There's so many things that's happening in current events, right? For so many different groups, right? And sometimes you may go to work and not feel your your hundred percent, one hundred percent yourself. You may feel a certain way. You may feel down. You may feel um, happy or, or whatever the case. But I just think if people really just kind of sometimes take a step back um, and really say like, "Hey, this person has a story." And I, I'm totally understanding, you know, of course, if this is like a long-term, let's say if someone's reacting a certain way for a long moment of time, that just may be their personality, right? And, and, that's, and that's fine, right? But there's also things that may change that through current events and, and certain things. So I just think being empathetic and kind of trying to put yourself in everyone's shoes and understand, try to best understand people's different stories and different uh, 
backgrounds, I think is is the key to kind of building a great relationship and building a great culture. Diversity and inclusion at its best. Amen. Get to know us, um, understand us, um, figure out, you know, well, you don't have to figure it out, but try to understand why the reason that person may be the way that they are. Um, invest in that person, listen to them. Um, they have a story to tell. Um, they also are there to invest in the company themselves also. So just be open to um, learning about that person to know us is to, what's the say to love us or something like that. So yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, listen, I, I couldn't have really brought this show together without you guys. And I feel like I had the perfect spokespeople here to talk about the community and Black History Month. So thank you so much to Tayana Carpenter, Ricardo Martin, Bella McRae, and AJ Hodge for coming on the show today. Um, anything, any last words that y'all want to leave us with before we go? Just remember that Black history is every day, every second, every hour. It's not just February. It's it's oh. continuous. And, and we have so much to learn from each other diverse wise. So I think just taking on that challenge and just learning about another culture and how they view things, it just rounds off everything for me. Yes, absolutely. And just remember, we're still creating Black history. It's not just what's already happened. It's what's continuing to happen. So Never you have to keep it. that in mind, too. Can it say any better? <laughs> Thank you so much for today, y'all. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Ah!